Hey everybody, and welcome to Cinema Hangover, where three completely unqualified individuals drink and talk about movies, and apparently laugh before the podcast has even started. You said you said hey like a horse. I was in the middle. Okay. I'm Oliver. That's Shannon. Yep. And we have Taylor over here. Yeah, it was good. And today we're talking about a movie Taylor picked. Yes, we're going to be talking about Rocky. Yes. I've wanted to watch this movie for a hot while because, for fuck's sake, it's like one of those quintessential movies you gotta Have watch. Have you not watched it before? Nope. Neither of you, Shannon, so. Well, I know that. <laughs> I thought that he had. Mm. Yeah, no, like I have not seen a single Rocky slash Creed movie ever, so this is perfect introduction. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. The, the first, yeah, the first of the entire series, I guess. Mm-hmm. Back in like 1976. Going back is that time. when this movie was made? Yeah, mm-hmm. in the 70s. Damn. But! Before we dive into the film, we must talk about what the hell we're drinking today. We are drinking, we'll see if I actually drink it, mm-hmm. uh, Four Roses Bourbon. As featured in the As movie. As featured in the movie. Yep. Fuck yeah. All right, let's give this Take a taste. I am so scared. I'm just going to open up this Coke because I know that I'm going to need it. It's actually pretty smooth. Hey? Yeah, it's not that bad. Yeah, I don't feel like it's that bad. Shannon's going to freak out, of, like, over-exaggerate. You know, to it, but you know, it's not bad. Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. And we can confirm that, yep. uh, what was it? Shannon is not a dark liquor type of person. There's no way. <laughs> I'm sorry, but there's no way that people sit here and just drink it and think that it tastes good. I just did, and it's all right. No. <laughs> You're people a fucking say the same liar. Thing. People say the same thing about stuff you drink. No. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> oh, God. Anyways... I don't even know if this movie, this movie is like kind of a legendary one, the legendary boxing movie, but yeah, I, I think like we should oh, no, still go over synopsis. I feel like oh, everyone yeah. probably knows what this movie's about. Oh yeah, for mm. sure. Well, no? yeah, I don't know. I mean, even I knew that this was a boxing movie. What? It's about Rocky? Is that what it's about? <laughs> <laughs> the Italian Stallion. You the Italian Stallion. Dude, you almost just knew like... it was about Rocky. I knew that Rocky was the Italian Stallion. From what? From... Convention. Culture, yeah. Okay. See, it, it, so th- that's one of the things about this film that makes it kind of unique. It has a presence of itself outside of the films. Like, if you've seen any montage of film clips or greatest films of all time, or whatever the case may be, you will see. Well, and everyone of just this talks film. about Rocky Balboa, the Italian Stallion. Mm-hmm. I like. I don't. I don't, didn't need to watch this movie to know that. Hmm. I don't believe her, but that's okay. <laughs> no, I, I how agree, did I know I that though. he was called the Italian Stallion? Because you just watched it. You know, I've Before never heard that. you say Italian Stallion prior to watching Rocky. Because <laughs> I never ever. even talked about Rocky prior to this. I will agree with what you're saying, though, Taylor. I think that mm. this movie's like legend status it basically like kicked off a ton of like the boxing stereotype. Type oh yeah, things. yeah. And this is actually a good opportunity for us to dive into the synopsis of the film. So, real quick, this is all set in Philadelphia, and Rocky is a small-town boxer who's been in the game for a couple of years, but he just hit his 30s, and he mentioned that several times in the film, and he's not exactly, you know, rising to his potential, or hell, some people think he's past his prime. Mm -hmm. But then, Apollo Creed comes into the picture, and he's like the heavyweight champ of, like, the nation. R.I.P. What? Oh, yes, that's true. Man, it sucks that I just checked out this film after Fuck! I have great timing on this shit. Ugh. All yeah. right. Yeah, Sorry, right. yeah. No, no, no. That's a good point. It's a good point. Good, good, good note on that one. Damn. But back to uh, the synopsis. So he's heavyweight champion, but his opponent gets injured or for whatever reason gets knocked out of the building. I didn't get the vibe 
<clears throat> not to immediately derail. I didn't get yeah. a vibe that he was injured. It was more so that he just was busy with other things. And then was that the case? Yeah, he was like, well, and then he was it in sounded Paris like or something, nobody right? else wanted to, and then no one wanted fight to fight him. him. It wasn't him. worth it, yeah. basically, because so, he was the champion. Exactly. So Creed uh, is talking with the promoter, and they're like, literally everyone doesn't want to fight you, and he's like, fuck. And then he has a moment where, hold on, why don't we bring a small town? You What's know, more American than that? Yeah, exactly. The underdog story. Like, yeah, the Vax of Bitches type of deal. Get him a shot at the title. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah, fuck it. That's the most American damn thing ever. Let's do it. Yeah. And so they go through a record book of boxers, and Rocky actually stands out, at least and, well, to the Creed. No, the only, I feel, not to interject again, the yeah. only re- reason they pick him is because of that name, Italian the Stallion. Italian the Italian Stallion. Yes. Stallion. And that's, because the Italians were... Discovered America, Discovered is what he America. Said. Yeah. And I just had this moment, it's like, you mean tell me this entire fucking film, the whole plot is based on the fact that his, his name. name is the Italian fucking yep. stallion? Uh, like, there was a moment where I'm like, the entire plot is based on his fucking nickname. Yeah. Okay. That's how I knew it was Italian fuck Italian. It. Yeah, I, I just had a moment where I'm just like, fuck it, we're just gonna make it work. I'm gonna start and, calling myself that. Shannon's like a 15th Italian or something. <laughs> Definitely more Italian than that. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. But, okay, so Rocky gets the news that he's been chosen to fight Apollo Creed. Initially, he says, no. That, that, that's a horrible idea. No! But then, the promoter who basically tells him, he's like, nah, dude, think about it. Shout the title. Also, you get 150 grand. And back in the 70s money, that's a fuck ton of cash. Well, and you see, you also now see... Now it's a fuck ton yeah. of cash. You also like, see that money. he's fighting... I get my ass beat for $150,000. He's fighting for 40 bucks, like a fight. He's getting his ass kicked for 40 bucks. True. That's basically what it is. Which turns out is like about, what, 250 300 now? But it's also, I think, yeah. back then... I mean, it's pretty clear, even just throughout the movie, that Rocky is not well Was off. Is he getting like his ass kicked? I mean, he's getting... He's getting, Maybe he's winning, like, yeah. or he won, rather, but he's but getting he's still his, his face like, kicked in. Yeah. Like, he's... Well, he is a boxer. Yeah, but yeah, he's and a boxer who doesn't have the most like pinnacle of form. Yeah, yeah. he's got a pretty. They, they, he everyone has basically a says southpaw. No, it's not because he has a southpaw, but they were just saying that he's just got bad, bad form. Basically, like poor form. Yeah, just well, I think him being just goes out there. I think him being a southpaw plays in that. Plays a uh, part it was a that. factor, but it, it plays into th- it's not the main reason. It plays into the reason why he can't get opponents. Basically, is they because they get freaked the fuck out. Yeah. 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 Like, oh god, he looks like a mirror image. I and, can't handle it. <laughs> yeah, and I I think right off the bat you immediately come to discover that like Rocky's not rich. That's why I pointed oh, out know. or something. He's like living in a tiny little apartment. I mean pretty yeah, trashy. I, 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 I just gotta trashy. say something real quick. I know this is gonna sound, sound special, but I think we've talked about this before in previous episodes, but hey, the fact that he's able to have a tiny apartment like that, like back in the day, I think it's not bad. By today, right now it's standard by today's <laughs> standard. Probably, but yeah. back then, I don't think Oh, so. yeah, no, back then, he was bumming it. That, yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's not, uh, you immediately get the vibe that Rocky is uh, down on his luck, kind of. Ooh. The synopsis just kind of turned into the podcast. Basically. Yeah, kind but of. <laughs> I just gotta, this is gonna be one of those podcasts where we're gonna derail it quite a bit, but let me just know something real quick. The Coca-Cola with the, the Four Roses is pretty pretty solid. Yeah. yeah. It's, pretty, it's pretty good. Yeah. Did you want to try You guys it? were all making fun oh. of me for putting well, Coke no. in it. I need to put an asterisk there because you aren't <laughs> mixing it. You're using it as a chaser. It's I mixed different. it. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. It's actually pretty solid. Like it I actually works. It. I I gave the first sip without mixing it. And you almost died. And I almost died. So. <laughs> gotcha. Um, I forgot what I was even saying. That's how this whole thing is gonna go. I'm gonna be no, honest. I, I don't. And maybe that'll change with you guys talking about it, but I don't know if I have a whole lot to say about this movie. So uh, this mm. is an interesting one because mm. I think that this movie... And um, not that it's like 
So I think that this movie is really, I mean, maybe we should talk more about it before I go into like conceptual type stuff. Okay. But I, I think it's really cool for what it did to inspire filmmakers, basically. Because yes. this movie was made in the 70s. It was made for less than a million bucks. I think like 860000 which is basically nothing for like yeah. a huge oh, yeah. movie. And it got nominated for 11 Oscars. Dude, it won, won three. And won three. Yeah. It won, th- including it, best fucking picture. I'm and like, it's on a shoot. Fuck. I think it made, I think I saw a statistic that it made like 11,000 times its budget or something it, like that. When it, you convert it with inflation, how much money? It made a billion dollars. Yeah. So yeah. It, it like That's crushed how much, it. And it's a tiny little thing that Sylvester insane. Stallone wrote. And yeah. he like, you know the like tiny little director like it's it's a really cool story from that perspective it is right. it is one of those films where it is the embodiment of the production circumstances that led to its creation in a funny way <clears throat> the the production of it and the story of rocky the movie mirrors its actual key yeah. like symbolism of the movie it's yeah, like it's, the, it's like the perfect the production story. is the ultimate underdog story exactly it and is the perfect story when it's it comes the american dream embodied basically fuck yeah and i think that that to me is probably the coolest part about rocky yeah i think it like the story itself for its time well as i'm watching the film and i, I could definitely and we'll discuss it throughout the course of this episode the different elements that makes it stand out and why i can see it has that timelessness to it yeah. but also i think the circumstances behind the production elevates it even further and kind of embodies or just like further solidifies that holy shit this film actually has a lot of heart behind yeah. it yeah and i mean this movie also i, I it hmm yeah i'm trying not to, i'm trying not to, i'm trying not to say too much about how i feel about it mm. i'm trying not to say too much i guess period about that aspect but mm. I'll come out the gate and say I don't think it's my favorite boxing movie ever. Well, here's Fair. my hot take now that you just said that. Oh, shit. I don't feel like it's that much of a boxing movie. Well, that's just, well Ooh, I, was gonna, I wanted to bring Fair. that point up too, yeah. but I want to finish my thought. Like, I, I don't think it's my favorite boxing movie ever, uh, but it's impossible to not see how this movie just kind of like, I don't know, created the trope of every boxing movie ever. The montages... Mm-hmm. Like the training, yeah, the, specifically the training, the training montages, cool. the um, fucking training, a ton montage. of like how the cinematography is used, mm-hmm. like the underdog story, punching meat, like there's all these things that like became kind of jokes and became like embodied into the it, boxing. It, it movie created lore. the motifs behind yeah. boxing films, yeah, um, and on but, sports films in general. But on that note, I think if you go into this movie and you haven't seen it, it's been forever. You should just watch it at this point, honestly. Yeah. But if you haven't seen it, I agree with Shannon, and I wanted to bring that point up that. I actually don't think there's a lot. Of, there's not a lot of boxing. There's not that's a lot right. of boxing. The boxing at all. is the last five to ten minutes, maybe of the yep. movie. Like and that surprised the, the shit the out of me. Like the act, the actual boxing match, and we don't have to go into too much of that yet. That's yeah. the end of the movie. It really is because we paused it because I had to get up and go to the bathroom, and we had like twenty minutes left in the movie, mm-hmm. and they hadn't even started the yeah like b- the boxing match, and I was like. For a second, I was like, "Are they just not going to show the boxing match in this <laughs> just gonna skip. movie, and they're just going to have to watch the second one to see it?" I think I really that'd be think, fucked up. Yeah. I really do think that the title itself is, you know, is leading into what it's about. It's not titled Southpaw. It's not titled Raging Bull. Wait, there is like a fucking movie called Southpaw. Yeah, there's Shannon loves it. I love that movie. Oh damn! Yeah, she loves that movie. Oh. But uh, what I'm saying is like. It's literally called Rocky, and it's a story about Rocky Balboa. It's not yep. really... Which is also not, a name of a film. It's not... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which is the name of another Rocky movie. Uh, it's not really about that. 
the boxing as much. It's mm-hmm. kind of about his, not kind of, it's literally about his story mm-hmm. and, you know, how he he reaches this point, sort of. It really is more of like a drama than just a typical sports movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's the exploration of this character trying to strive for something greater when he's given this opportunity. But what I found the most fascinating with this film is him tackling with this opportunity. Because oftentimes throughout this film, he's confronted by various characters that he had potential, but he snuffed it away. This one key scene where he is kicked out from basically the boxing gym he goes to because his locker gets like given to someone else. And the second time he visits the gym, he's talking to the owner slash like main trainer. And he tells him, why the fuck have you not given me a chance to be something or at least like help me out over these mm-hmm. last years? And he tells him that because you wasted your life being some lone shark's goon. And he's like, it's a fucking living. And then the trainer replies, it's a waste of life. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, ain't that a line? And it kind of just sets heavy on the fact that Rocky, you know, despite the circumstances, he's tried some, tried to make something of his but life, it's, but it's not mm, enough. It's also, I think it's also, every single character is going through their own version of the same journey of trying yes. to achieve greatness. Every, like, literally every single one. Mm-hmm. And the person that tells that to, to Rocky is Mickey, who ends up becoming his manager or coach. Right. Um, and owns the gym. Mm-hmm. And Mickey is the embodiment of failing in that mission, like basically failing mm-hmm. in the dream. He talks about how basically by shit luck, he kind of just missed out on his chance. Shit. I love the film. I even recognize it. Like, dude, this is like the dumbest luck ever, but you have it. So yeah. make something out of it. But it, Mickey acknowledges that he had the opposite of that, like bad luck. He's kind of like a mirror image of what Rocky could become. Mm. Which it, And it's interesting because he's in his own way – He's trying to steer Rocky off of that path until to, yeah. until he gets the opportunity, and then he's like, "This is your chance, right? You know, like you're so, never gonna get this type of thing again." What you're touching upon is a very interesting scene. So, what happens as soon as Rocky gets announced as like the main opponent against Creed? Everyone changes their like mm-hmm. approach to him, and he recognized that instantly. And it shows a really interest interesting element of the film where he's been dealing with all this shit on his own, and he is striving to continue training on his own and dealing with this on his own. And this is one very interesting, like, I, I think it's like a character study in of itself. The scene where Mickey pops over to the apartment like, hey, so I hear you're going to be uh, yeah. facing off Grand Creed. And he gives him this backstory of like, all the shit he's all gone these through. newspaper clippings. Right, right. Now, and then Rocky's like, dude, I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to smooth me over. He's like, fuck this. Like, where were you six years ago? Where were you ten years ago when yeah. I asked for your fucking help? And... There's this point where Rocky goes into his bathroom just ignoring Mickey and Mickey says, I'm 76 years old. And he just stops and he just walks away. That just line, the way it was delivered, everything, I was like, that's and I, that's I real feel shit. Like, I feel like that's, and I need to pull the actor's name up, yeah. Burgess Meredith. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Stallone is, is great in this movie oh, in yeah. his own way, for sure. I do have thoughts on that as well. That's maybe going to be controversial. No, it's fine, yeah. But... Uh, I feel like Burgess Meredith is like, like a standout, like oh, yeah. stellar in his role as Mickey. Mm-hmm. And that scene specifically, it's like you feel for him, even though he's like this old asshole, basically. Right. You feel for him, like you yeah. understand that, he, like he's kind of a cautionary tale 
and he's trying to help Rocky out. But you also and, question, like, is he, like, if you're, like, first viewing this and yeah. you, like, have no idea what's going to happen in the rest of the film, like, is he just trying to smooth him over or is but this he actually trying to help I think him? it's after yeah, that I just line. Just trying to I think it's after that line that you see that, like, actual pain in his face. Mm-hmm. And you I guess I don't that. get, like, why. Like what? What was the meaning behind him saying I'm 76 years old? This there was this couple of interpretations. So that actually just came to mind. My initial interpretation is that I'm just trying to like make something of myself, and it's been like I've wasted my life type of deal. But mm-hmm. with um, as we're talking about this, and the idea that he's wanting to help from the get go is that he is like I have this knowledge, I have this wisdom, I actually want to help you. He's like, I'm 76 years old. I need to make something out of this. I can do this by helping you. Basically, this is his chance. Yeah. Essentially, like this, he he had his opportunity mm. years ago. It's past he was, him. He was he even talks about it. He had this like huge boxing match where he knocked out like the champ. Basically, is what they mm-hmm. were saying. But he got no coverage of it because during the same night at the same time, another boxer got like a bigger knockout or something. And he had and a completely, manager. Yeah, and he had a manager, and it completely overshadowed him. Mm-hmm. And so he talks about like how he had his moment of of stardom and completely missed it and now this is like it coming back around and he has something that he could actually you know imbue in whatever you want to put call it into rocky mm-hmm. um, makes use of all and i think it's i think that's an interesting that's an interesting scene too in a lot of ways because there's a moment that i thought is <laughs> was pretty clever where um it just tells you everything you need to know without direct dialogue where rocky's in the bathroom and he's in the bathroom avoiding mickey at this point it's not like he's using the restroom mm-hmm. and uh mickey opens the door realizes he forgets his hat, closes it, and then Rocky opens the bathroom door, realizes he's still in the apartment, and then and gets back goes, in the yeah, bathroom, yeah. <laughs> like, because he hears the door. And it's mm. not played for comedy, but it's such a brilliant scene to yeah. basically, like, illustrate that, like, Rocky is done with this conversation. Mm-hmm. He's over with this whole thing. And mm-hmm. Mickey, you know, Mickey realizes it, too, realizes that he's being shut out and leaves. Even better, how it builds from that, where Rocky's, like, shouting at him about, mm-hmm. like, where the fuck were you? Like, you're yeah. here now. It's, I think it's not just an extension of how Mickey's, like, reacting now but to everybody yeah like earlier in the scenes paulie he continues story. yelling even after he knows he's left too. oh yeah yeah but even earlier um one of his uh, friends in the film paulie is like trying to get him to well just get involved in this whole like mess of like you know him getting more and more popular in well, this the whole, whole time fight. rock or the whole time paulie's been trying to get oh, rocky yeah. to like help been, him out yeah basically yeah 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 and this is just an extension of that and Rocky's like, dude, like, oh, suddenly I now have some, like, credibility and now everyone's, like, popping up. Fuck this. Yeah. And it really is a stand-up moment in the sense of, like, him, like, expressing his frustrations. And Mickey's, like, hearing all of it. It's like, I mean, it's real. But what was curious was right after that, as Mickey's, like, walking away from the house, Rocky runs out. And you don't hear what is exchanged between them, but they make amends at that instant. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was fascinating that that was included in the film mm-hmm. in the sense that you don't know what is said, but you just get the sense that they just squash shit and just Well, then on. afterwards, you find out that Rocky's training with him. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm just like, interesting. Yeah. 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 Rocky basically being the bigger man is like the entirety of the movie, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because what this film showcases through all of his actions from... As little, well, maybe not as little, but while he's out in the job at the beginning of the film working for the loan shark and he's trying to get some cash from one of the guys that owes him money, he was instructed initially to break his fingers, but he chooses not to. Yeah. And the guy, the loan shark finds out, he's like, why the fuck didn't you break his fingers? He's like, well, just in case like he needs his job and he needs his job to pay money. He's like, I don't give a fuck. I have a reputation to uphold. Why didn't you break his fingers? Break his fingers next time. But it just showcases how... Rocky still tries his best to like have some sense of a moral compass and 
try to give people a chance. Right. And that's carried out throughout the film. He always strives to be something better despite the circumstances, try to help people where he can. Yeah. And he's he's very much like the backbone of his neighborhood. Like Oh yeah. Uh, you get the vibe that he's kind of a staple of this little neighborhood in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. There's Everyone even that scene. thinks he's a creep. I don't know if people think he's a creep. I don't they think just think th- they just think he's a loser. Yeah, they think he's a bum. Yeah, they think he's, he's, he's a bum. A, he's a bum. He's a creep too. I don't Wait, I didn't who, get that vibe. I mean, the little girl literally calls him a creep. That's because she was yeah, upset she that was pissed. Yeah. At him. She still called him a creep. Because she was mm-hmm. pissed at him. Yeah. I didn't, like, I didn't get the vibe that people think he's a creep. I yeah. got more so the vibe that people think he's a bum, basically, yes. and like can't offer like anything. he's like a fallen star. Yeah, and and mm-hmm. that's the vibe that I got at least. But I guess that's like yeah. the interpretation part of it. I oh, yeah. I uh, I got the vibe that like no one really wants to associate with him because they realize that he has nothing to offer, basically, which yeah. is kind of sad. Yeah, and that is a good pivot to one of the central elements of the film where he is constantly trying to court. Adrian. Adrian. And mm-hmm. she is one of the other like main uh, supporting characters of the film. And she's a pet... Talia Shire is her name. Yes. And she's like, uh, she works at a pet store that he pops over all the time. and Every just day. Turtle food. Turtle food, yeah. Morning and, he, and, and to, night. And to drop puns. Yep, yep. Drop puns and just talk about random stuff that's happening in his life. And what... Well, she doesn't say a word. Right. She's, and it's, it's clear that she... Uh, is like very socially awkward. Very, very, very shy. Very, like, very shy. Very shy. In fact, shy. it seems like she has a reputation Super shy. of um, being the R word. That's what they call her. I won't say on the podcast. I oh, wait. I think it was only for, like, Polly special. that said that. No, it wasn't. It was Polly and it was the uh, the driver for uh, mm, the gangster sad. guy. Well, he's a douche, so I'm like, for sure. <laughs> and I'm not saying, and uh, clearly she isn't. <clears throat> right, right. And everyone is using this derogatory, derogatory term mm-hmm. to refer to her. And she actually has a ton of offer. Just oh, yeah. Like, just like Rocky does. It's, mm-hmm. I think that that's another part of it, is like all these people that have been beaten down by society or circumstances, they have value. Rising above it and, and yeah, having value. And she does. What was a fun aspect that was introduced when they started getting to know each other? Rocky is out on a date with her and he explains that. When he was younger, his father told him that he didn't have a lot of brains, so he needed to use his body to, you know, make a living in life. And she laughs and responds. Her mother told her she doesn't have much of a body, so she needs her brain. And later on, that I feel that that was actually called back upon because there's a line that Rocky mentions where they fill each other's gaps. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's actually kind of cool. That's, that's, that's pretty that's cute. That's not the staple of every relationship, I think. Yeah, no, that's, that's pretty much, yeah. And yeah. I thought it was pretty cute. And when... Looking into the back story of the film and its production and everything and looking at the initial poster that was, you know, set up for the film mm-hmm. and the poster is her, uh, Rocky and Adrian together. I was just thinking, yeah, that is actually like the central like basis it of is. the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the it, focus. Is, it is the central focus. And he never stops making everything about Adrian. Not mm-hmm. in a bad way, but like he, his first interview right. that he's on TV, he just immediately like, wants to call out Adrian, which yeah. is actually a really funny scene. yeah. And at the very end, I don't want to spoil anything, but you know, instead of talking to interviewers, he basically is just calling Adrian's Adrian's name. Adrian. Yep. Adrian! Which I think is actually probably the most powerful, <laughs> probably the most powerful scene out of the whole movie. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, despite the amount of times it's been parodied, no, it actually is legit because the man just survived. Not not spoiling, but the man just endured some shit. And the first thing that's on his mind, his main priority, not talking to interviewers, not trying to bask in the glory. He's like, I just want to see my girl, and I'm yeah. like, yo, that's fire. Yeah, and, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty legit. And 
Oh, go ahead. It, I mean, it's honestly like from the very beginning of this movie, you see Adrian, the very end, you see Adrian, like throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. It's like 90% a movie about Adrian and then 10% Bob. Yeah. Hey. Honestly, 95% Adrian. I agree. It's like 95% a relationship drama <laughs> story. Maybe, yeah. not, it, maybe not even necessarily. It's more like a character between. study more than anything else. Yeah. Uh, but before we move too far off of the relationship, mm-hmm. my controversial opinion oh, sure. is that it actually doesn't work for me too much. What do you mean? I, yeah, I don't, it, it really doesn't work for me either. I, I feel like the entire backbone of the movie is built on this relationship, kind of, mm-hmm. sort of, not maybe not literally, but in, yeah. a, in a lot of ways. It's, it's a critical. And element. I don't know failure. that it works too much and i think the where it starts to unravel for me is uh-huh. kind of almost immediately when they start dating uh, well it's like once they start dating their relationships though. kind of fine but like yeah no they're the leading up to it is just cringe and so, uncomfortable and yeah the ten thousand pound elephant in the room is that that'd be ten thousand pounds just for trying to lose weight i'm sorry the first <laughs> I'm sorry. adrian and uh, Rocky go on a date and the date goes mm-hmm. fine like it's good <clears throat> but then um, when she drops him off at his house oh God, yeah. he, 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 he throws on that T-Pain he's like baby girl what's your yeah. name <laughs> that, that would have been more that would have been more like, smooth than kind what of he coerces did her to come into the house even though she says no multiple times yeah. and then he quite he, literally corners her well no this is to get into the house and yeah, then boy. he gets her into the house and then locks the door immediately behind her, which again, mm. I, I don't even necessarily think by like this is just by today's standards. By today's standards, it's like the Hell it, no. it, movie would get canceled, right? Like, like instantly. It's, it's like the script itself too, wouldn't even get past production. Way too rapey, honestly. Yeah. But then he like Ugh. locks the door behind her, he takes off his shirt, and he's like in his little wife beater. And then she like he like sits on the couch and like wants her to sit on the couch next to him and she doesn't want to. She's very clearly uncomfortable. Mind you, this is his gross ass dirty apartment. <laughs> uh, mind you, this is his yeah, gross ass dirty apartment that has like fifteen knives stabbed. Yeah, in the wall. there's like I don't know if you saw there's it. like a serious, mattress that has like he's been throwing knives cellar, at. There's like beer bottles all over his. Yeah, definitely yeah. like Jeffrey Dahmer vibes and, up in here. Yeah. And then the probably the most egregious part. And again, like I'm not saying that I'm incredibly sensitive to this type of stuff in movies. In, mm. Um, and I understand that movie sensibilities have changed over the years, especially in fifty years or whatever since this has come out. Oh yeah, but I think that even you know, with today's sensibilities removed, that way of their starting the relationship where she's basically cornered into... She's, like, wanting to leave. She's actively trying to and leave. He and he won't let her like leave. He, like, corners her. her, quite literally, like, putting his, pushing his arm against the door to, clo- like, keep it closed. Right, right. Putting it against the wall so she can't escape. And then, like, pushes her into the wall... And this like, kiss. No, he, he, he I want to kiss you, yeah, but you don't, need it. It. you don't yeah. have to kiss me back. And it was just like very. And I think maybe part of it is Stallone's uh, delivery of it. I, I don't really know. I you know <laughs> how I can deliver a, it in a better way. I don't know way. how you can deliver. <laughs> it I, was about to say. I, I just the <laughs> only the only way you could deliver that in a non rapey vibe is if she was into it and Shannon it was like being all like seductively yeah. like you, you watch press up against the days, wall and I've seen a couple moments of that and that's very rapey that entire mm. series so I well, don't know so, but okay. I think here's, here's something that's coming to mind too so well oh, wait wasn't there another movie that we saw recently that had a similar circumstance? Blade Runner has a moment in it. The original Blade Runner has has a moment in it where oh yeah, it's not. I again, I don't think it's as egregious as this. Right, right. But it, there is definitely a moment, and I and I think that's just part of like the sensibilities. Like there's yeah. this 
I should I shouldn't even continue, but I think there's like some part of I don't know, male fantasy or whatever you want to call it back then mm. of like being this like dominating force and like Well, I think uh, Well, at least my interpretation of it is that this is again back in the seventies and also Blade Wilders 80s, so this back in like seventies, eighties era. Both of these characters, well, they're gonna focus on the Rocky one, at least in this one. The idea behind this character is that she's exceptionally shy. Which for Rocky. For Rocky. But it also seems like she's like shy in general. Yeah. No, she is very shy. Right, right. And I think the initial intention, I guess I'm trying to be benefit of the doubt here. He's breaking through her shell is what exactly. they're trying to is what exactly. they're trying, it's to, what's show. trying to portray. And but eventually, the execution, I get it. It's questionable. Eventually the yeah, eventually the movie is trying to show you that she's into it. Right, right. But that and hell, moment and gave take, hints earlier that, that she was like like giving him glances of like like not and she that. kept saying like I don't know you she literally what? she what? literally says I don't feel comfortable I don't know you that's why I was like bro you gotta like exit I, that I shit out now home. exactly I think, I think again like I, I the whole thing is very sus especially yeah. today's standards yeah, but like, even oof. then it's like if you wanted not to keep even that scene today's standards it's just sus I think that no that's right. what I'm saying I right, just right, right, think right. that we in today's standards are More able aware to of it. yeah recognize it's, it's yeah. normalized now to recognize no, no, that, I'm not, that I'm not, I'm not like, saying I'm not it. saying just by today's standards yeah. I'm just saying like it even by today's standards there was like being always overly a little bit of susness uh, but I think you know I think you could have kept a similar scene in the movie if if really she just acted like she was into him yeah she right. just needed to act like she was someone into it and, and the obviously whole, she does once yeah. and the she relationship kisses is, him back. But... The relationship is is really good after that. Like yeah. it seems at least like he's her protector kind of and like they balance each other out. That's the vibe you get is like yeah. she's kind of the brains and he's the brawn sort of thing. Yeah. Like outside and of... I think it's cute after that. But right. setting starting the relationship off on that note for me kind of immediately makes it an uphill battle for me to care about it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that the movie does enough for me to care about the relationship to get back to a point of being super invested and i think it's also kind of hard too especially when i mean you say you guys were saying that people don't think he's a creep but the girl the little girl before that says he's a creep like everyone kind of is like well no weird by out by him so then when he does that it just makes it feel creepy that's interesting you pick up on that i don't agree that everyone's weirded out by him no they just she calls she calls him a creepo because earlier in the conversation he's in my opinion at least earlier Mm -hmm. in the conversation that he's having with her he's like oh i'm not a creepo you know i'm not a creepo and blah blah he's like giving her advice because he's trying to protect this girl basically would say that well he even states in the film (laughs) and he recognizes that he just says shit and doesn't even recognize what the fuck he's saying. Yeah. So that kind of bolsters the fact, like, dude, he's just running through life, not realizing. And he's actually I mean, he's semi- self He's self-admittedly pretty dumb. Yeah. It's like basically. Like- and he's semi-aware that he does, like, he does bummy shit, but he's trying. And that's the thing. That's honestly what the basis of this film is. The dude tries. He kind of fucks up a lot, but he's trying. Yeah. yeah. That's like basically the that should might as well be the subtitle of the film. He's trying. Yeah. <laughs> just trying. And I mean he's trying I don't, to survive. Right. Well, and it's he's yeah. And I think I think probably one of the coolest parts about this movie versus a lot of sports movies or boxing movies or movies of like a similar vein mm-hmm. is that Rocky 
the entire time he's not trying to like be the best. That's like not his not it's, his like yeah. Motive. He's not like he's not having trying that ass to like, catch him like and she's like yeah, I want to be. He's not even the trying to like, like no. He's not even really trying to like I don't. He's not like I'm gonna be champion. Gosh, you know, like dude. a lot of the time. <laughs> Like South, I mean, like other boxing movies, like Southpaw, oh, yeah. or like even My Raging Bull. My energy is like way down here, and Taylor's just <laughs> way up here. A lot of time, it's like that's the motive. Is like yeah. I want to be the best ever. Oh yeah, I want to win whatever it is. But Rocky doesn't. Rocky just wants to test out his own limits, basically. Yeah, yeah. Which, capabilities. No and spoilers, but I was real confused at the end. I and you know he says multiple times, or l- at least once, he says you know regarding the Apollo fight, they're like, "Oh, you could win. You have a real shot at the title." And he's like, "I don't even want the shot. I just want to see if I can go the distance." Yes. That's what so it, what you just hinted upon was what, what turns out was one scene that Stallone wanted to have as part of the film because he thought this was like the most crucial scene in the film. So. Turns out, and just give some film backstory because apparently this popped up in the trivia thing. So while the film was being made, they're running behind on filming and they're like, dude, we got to finish this shit now. And that there's a scene where right before the boxing match, Stallone is went out for a walk while uh, his girlfriend Adrian is like at his place. And he visits the, sta- the ring itself the night before and he's, you know, looking at everything and he's like getting a sense of it all and then he walks back and he sits on the bed next to Adrian and he's like I'm not gonna beat him I don't have a shot in hell but he did wait 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 hold on uh, wait wait so he but has, he does wait wait, wait wait so he he sits he sits there like I don't have a shot in hell I can't beat him but fuck it all I've, my life has been I've just been a bum and I haven't reached my potential same and did, did, <laughs> Shannon, but, hey, you, no, heard, you heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon, self-admittedly is a bum. <laughs> You're late into this film. <laughs> but no. So he's have, he's like really like being vulnerable here. And he's like, shit, like my, my shit's fucked. But I am going to prove something to myself that I am not just some some trash that can be just left behind. I am going to prove that I am worthy of worthy of something. I'm going to go the distance. I'm going to be the first person, person to go the distance with Creed. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? That's bad respect, man. Yeah. I, I, I think that that's pretty cool. I think like, I don't know. There's a part of me that just really connects with this movie on that level more so than like other movies yeah. of the same, like, like I said, of the same vein, because it's like, it's not, He's not, he's like pretty realistic. He's like, I just want to test my own limits. Yeah. I'm like, I don't even want to win. Like, I don't even but need he to win. Could. Okay. But arguably, but, he. Honestly, I felt like he did win. Well, you got to watch mean, Rocky too. I'm, okay. You got to watch Rocky too. Here's the thing. Dun, dun, dun. The thing with this film is that when the boxing match actually happens and you see Rocky pop in and then you see Creed pop in, I just had this moment. It's like, Oh yeah, Creed is basically like the '70s version of Floyd Mayweather. Oh fuck, he's dead. Because <laughs> the dude had an I unbeatable love... record of guys... like 46 plus I... matches. Like, oh my I god, he's like Floyd Mayweather. What I thought was cool. What? And I don't even know if they did it on purpose. Mm. Um, but when he goes in to um check out the boxing ring like late at night, mm-hmm. he was like, "Oh, the poster's wrong." Like. My, because in the poster it shows his shorts red. as red with a white stripe. Yes, and he's like, my shorts are white with a white stripe, but white stripe, huh? White with the red. White stripe. with yeah, the red yeah, stripe. Yeah. Sorry, <clears throat> but and maybe this is me just being stupid, but after a little bit of the fight, he had so much blood on him, so they were red, 
Uh, that was kind of cool. Yeah, it's cool. Like and it's definitely. I don't on, know if that was on purpose. It definitely is on purpose. But I also think that mo that moment that you're talking about also reflects on like where Rocky's head is at. Yeah. Like the announcer comes in, he's like, "Ah, this is your big moment. Like this is like a huge thing for you." Burr, 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 burr. And Rocky's just kind of like he's not even listening to him. He's just looking at the poster. And he's like. Hey, they got the wrong shorts. Mm -hmm. Like uh, my shorts are white with a red stripe. Not the red promoter turns stripe. around. He's like, "Yeah, don't uh, worry about yeah, that." Yeah, <laughs> it's not a, that's not important. <laughs> I just think it's like a pretty interesting moment too. Like even the night before his big day, he's like not really super not, worried. He's about not it. like into it. Like, he's like not super worried about it. Yeah, and it, yeah, and then you get to the fight. I mean, he's a little worried about it because when he goes home, he is talking to. But I don't get the vibe that Adrian he's worried about. It. about Losing so much as he's worried about not being able to achieve his personal goal, which is going yeah. to right. Like, like just he doesn't want to be viewed as a loser anymore. He wants to be viewed as someone that actually is like worthy of just maybe deep some respect. Get a job. Hmm? Just get a real job. <laughs> wow, damn! What? Oh, wow. <laughs> what? Brutal. What's your job? Oh, I like to get my ass beat. Damn. Well, he's also a, like a. <laughs> Uh, wow, he's also like a loan shark. Yeah, he's like collector. beautiful loan shark. Like he he breaks fingers. Yeah, how much money does he make off that? Obviously well, not enough. Well, dude. Okay, so check this. So he got fifty bucks at ran, one random point. He got five hundred like, bucks at another point. Yes, dude. Well, 50. the five hundred bucks was after he got the deal. Yeah. Okay, so check this. Fifty bucks back in the day was like two fifty three hundred dollars. I'm like fuck. Um, <laughs> so five hundred's like these change. I'm yeah. like oh. Yeah. So okay, the, another random note. So at one point, as they're walking out into the ring, Rocky is wearing, you know, the typical boxer robe. And he has a huge patch on the back <laughs> Yeah, the packing facility that Polly works at. Exactly. Yeah. And then Mickey's like, what the fuck's up with this patch? He's, he's like, like, you're not a billboard. Exactly. Yeah. And then you're he's not like, a billboard. <laughs> and uh, Rocky's like, if Polly does this, he gets 3K. And, oh, I, get, and I get the robe. That's yeah, I'm saying. just like, what the yeah. fuck? And so I looked it up. And then I think 3K back then now is like, Ten, maybe eighteen thousand dollars. I'm like, oh, right, that's not bad. Yeah, Polly gets three k, and I get the robe. Yeah, that's exactly. He's he just, yeah. I mean, I mean, cool make that. that much cash just for like. And then Rocky, the, the way like, that Rocky thing. enters the arena, he just kind of walks up, and then Apollo Creed enters the arena, and he's the on a fucking boat, dude. dressed oh, as extra. George Washington. Next it's level. So it's so funny though. He's got, so he's got that Conor McGregor yeah. energy. Yeah. that's like basically what he does. I want you and mm. you. Yeah, he just he owns that shit hardcore. And yeah, just. It just to then the fight like basically is about to start honestly. Mm -hmm. Oh, and then yeah, so basically they get into their fight and yes. and Carl Weathers is jacked, dude. Yeah. Dude, Carl Weathers is he, jacked. He's like rest set, in and I'm just yeah. like, mm, okay, we're gonna. He's gonna have a hard time. Rocky's gonna be hurt. Yeah, you yeah. meet. Yeah, I mean, he's just like I, Rocky. I mean, Sylvester Stallone also is in he's, super he's, good he's shape. Built. He's built, but but Carl Weathers is shredded. Yeah, and yeah, and they, they exercise this film. And <laughs> the fight begins, and they start to put like basically Carl Weathers is just owning him and taunting him. And mm -hmm. then Rocky gets like one good hit in in the first round. So here's the thing: then, I was initially thinking that was like Rocky just taking the shots just to like mess tire with him. Out. And a then, lot of, that's what they a lot of boxers too. will do that. Yeah, it's true. Not necessarily it's like take it on the face like he was. That's true. Him. They'll no, at least try to block or slip. They know that they will tire out They're easily trying to gas because mm -hmm. yeah. They're, they're throwing to, all the they're, punches. They're trying to gas him, basically, like, burn everything in the tank and then just, like... Exactly. And Rocky's kind of doing that. He's letting him, like... He's not worried about, you know, Apollo punching him in the face and, like, <laughs> taunting him. And he's, like, you know, talking shit under his breath to him. 
And then Rocky gets one good hit and makes him stumble. And that's the moment where you're like, stumble. He literally falls to the ground. And the announcer like loses his shit. Like, this is the first time Creed has fallen ever. Holy shit. And then after that, it becomes a a brawl. Like they are just going at him. down on each Uh, other. And there's one point where Rocky can't see out of his eye. And so he starts to cut. Oh, I had to close my eyes. I couldn't watch it. Okay, I'm sorry. Dude, fucking brutal. Here's a couple things I just need to note. I get this was all made in the 70s. But dear God, after how well the tech... This showcases how well-refined filmmaking techniques have developed in the last, like, what, 50 years? But, okay. First off, the choreography. You can tell they're whiffing all the shots. Versus nowadays... Some of them. Yep, yeah. some of them. Like, some of them, like, are legit, but other ones, like, that's air! You're catching! Yeah. I can see the gap! <laughs> you son of a bitch! <laughs> Sorry. But, then the other major thing is that as he's cutting open the eye wound or the swelling of the eye so that he can actually fucking see it almost looks as if he's squirting ketchup on his eye and it's kind of funny i kind of had to laugh at myself yeah, like i get it, I, I it even, almost I looks like it i, didn't uh, even I don't watch, know if i saw so. it but I, I i it's just to me i don't know maybe i see a lot of bloody like action films i don't know but, to but me, also you have to think about the budget of the movie oh yeah no i totally tiny, get like, it i totally I, get it but it's just it to me it just seemed funny maybe have you seen, have seen, again, ra- have you seen raging bull I haven't yet, but you I heard that's a good one. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, a great boxing movie as oh, yeah. well. But and yeah, so anyways, I. I'm yeah, sorry, I mean, Stallone. I know you've worked hard on that, but that just stood out to me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's getting his ass kicked, basically. Maybe not ass kicked. He's putting the hurt on as well. Oh yeah, dude. Um, so here's the thing: Apollo Creed is a, like a, a sharpshooter. He he's a headhunter. But Rocky destroys the body. Like, as soon as he gets, like, he anything... He breaks his ribs at yeah, one point. Yeah, he's a rib yeah. breaker, and it's fucking badass. Yeah. Dude, seriously. And I think... I know it's not... The movie's not necessarily about the boxing, mm-hmm. all of it. Um, but I agree that I think that... I, it's a little thing, but I think that, like, sound design and score, which we haven't touched on yet, mm. would have made the boxing feel a little more intense. Oh, yeah. And I think would have made... Adrian and Rocky's relationship less weird. What, and what I'm going to say is like, I think if the hits sounded heavier, like the sound design portion mm, of it, if they yeah. sounded heavier in the boxing, it would feel like, like when a hard hit, you know, connects. Like, you'd be, yeah. You'd be deal, like, yeah. you'd be like, Oh Ooh, shit. Okay. Yeah. That was a hard hitting hit, but yeah, it all kind of sounds the same. Yeah. And then as far as like the score goes, the score is fantastic by the way. Yeah. The score it's is legendary. iconic. It's become like the ultimate, I mean, especially the main, like main tune for the training montage. That is like the training song for the world, basically. Even though I must say, when I actually, so when that is played in the film and you hear the actual lyrics, a part of me actually fucking laughed because it's literally verbatim saying exactly what's happening. He's like, he's gonna rise. He's gonna make it. I'm just like, okay, I'm sorry. Who the fuck came up with these lyrics? I'm sorry. I get it's the 70s, but fuck. I think. I think if you had added a like a weird like if in a weird way if you added a score specifically to some of the like romance scenes it would just would feel less strange. So are you saying like like the ice skating rink conversation specifically? They're having conversation, but there's a couple like there's a few moments of dead air, and I get that it, that it's a lot of it is to like you know show their awkwardness around each other. Yeah, but it could have been a moment where, and I don't usually say this about movies ever. I don't know if I ever have, but it could have been a moment where like had there been like a small romantic score in there, you'd be like, oh, they're connecting. But otherwise, if you're going in and like you're like me and you haven't connected with their relationship, you're like, this is really 
fucking weird. It kind of reminds well, me of like. at that point, their relationship oh. still was weird. Totally, but there's more moments like that they where it's like it's just really them, just yet. them hanging out, and it's like I, again, I'm not usually one for putting a score in to make you feel things, mm-hmm. but I think it could have helped lift that relationship yeah. a little bit up. That kind of reminds me of like the concept of what happens if you watch a comedy that without the laugh track and oh, how it like so kind of like comfortable. Right, right. And I hate I, laugh tracks. I can't watch <laughs> comedies with laugh tracks. I totally get you, but like I think friends. you're hitting telling me. you ever see Friends without the laugh track? I've yeah. seen clips of that. Like, it's so awkward. It's yeah. like, how, how are these actors doing it? Right, because right. Because I would just be busting out laughing. No, for real, for real. It's, it's, ugh, it, mm, it, they it, literally sit in silence for like, 30 seconds. Just allows shit to settle. No, I totally get it. And But uh, that phenomenon, I, I think you're really hitting into something that's pretty unique and why a lot of films emphasize on having that underscore behind a lot of scenes because it's of that exact reason. I bet there was a well, point in like filmmaking history where they're like, dude, we need to fix something Well, we've this. talked. We, why we've are talked laugh about tracks it. even a thing? Sorry. Well, most likely that precise reason. Yeah, well, we've, we've talked about in the past about how, you know, or at least I have mm-hmm. on the podcast... How it bothers me mm. when someone interjects a obnoxious score into a moment to force you to feel something. Yes, that bothers me, and I notice it. I feel like I'm being emotionally manipulated or something. Like, but it's like someone like subliminally is like poking you with the stick. Like, yeah, hey, hey you are, you crying? are you crying? Yet? <laughs> exactly. Are you crying yet? Are you crying? But there are this movie. It, you know, it helps me acknowledge that there are times where, like, maybe not going over the top, but there are times yeah. where it's like, okay, I do think an underlying score in some of these moments. Could help you. Could help you get Ooh. there. To get like understand what the movie's trying to tell you in these moments, basically. Well, here's an interesting question. What do you think? Because you're used to that type of approach and methodology with those type of scenes, that that's why you prefer it. No. Versus, do you think the what they were trying to showcase in the film, the awkwardness, actually speaks more to what? Sylvester Stallone was trying to introduce through the Maybe story. that's what they were going for. I mean, obviously, multiple people, I would assume, have looked at this looked at this movie before it was released and were mm-hmm. like, oh, this is how we want to do it. I get right, it, and right. I respect it, too. Right, like, right. I, I do, and obviously this movie was nominated for a ton of Oscars, and it, it does, you know, I praise it for that. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm not one to say that every movie needs it because another movie we talked about on the podcast, A Portrait of Lady on Fire, has, like, zero score. Holy shit. And I think that the I think the relationships in that movie work a lot better. Time, Maybe it's just, like... You said that movie is mentioned. I'm like, damn. Dialogue or pacing yeah. or whatever you want to call it, it works better for me. Yeah. Like, those soft, those quiet moments hit harder in that the movie. The only music was at the very end. Well, two scenes. Yeah. But yeah. at the very end! Whereas, Ooh! Sorry, that movie's good. It is good. It is. <laughs> Go watch that movie, too. Go watch that movie. I, whereas in this movie, I think it's it's doesn't it doesn't quite work as well in this quiet moments for me. Maybe because I was so invested on the conversation they were having, trying to see how it would develop in, like because this was like, a film yeah, from the conversation in that ice skating scene is good, but there, I mean, then there's like especially when it's that scene is ending, it's just like mm. quiet as they're walking away type of thing. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I just don't know that it. Again, I'm not saying it ruined it by not having a score, but it's like I think it's, it's like noticeable. There are little things yeah. that I just feel like could make me connect more with their relationship, especially because the whole oh yeah movie's built on it. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. So one thing I wanted to revisit here. So we've been talking about this for a hot minute, Shannon. Yeah. From what we've talked about, and also touching upon some of the other bits of the film that stood out, is there anything that has popped up or come to mind that you've thought about the film that makes it interesting, unique, or anything that, you know, 
makes it stand out compared to other boxing or sports movies? No. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. This, you watch the show like not, mm, that, that I mean, not that it was like a bad movie, but <laughs> yeah, no. So, so I'm guessing I the like, film didn't connect. With I, mean, I mean, the training montage is super cool. I really, I mean, it's a really cool. I think, I think scene. Probably not that the question is directed at me, but yeah, pointing to <laughs> point, <laughs> building on something that Shannon just said. Um, I think the cinematography is really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the city of Philadelphia is like a character in itself. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's super cool. There's a lot of really cool... I honestly cool... feel like the cinematogra- cinematography like saves this movie Yeah, the me. cinematography saves awesome. it. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, the cinematography no. I mean, is it... awesome. It has one of my like... The it... montage is super cool, but I love the tracking shot of uh, Stallone running on the harbor and he's just like picking up speed. Yeah, that was and cool. The camera's you keeping up feel with that him, shit. and it's like yeah. it just—that's a really cool, cool scene. shot. Yeah, super cool scene. On yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, my probably unpopular opinion. Go for it. Is it's kind of a boring movie. Damn. Wait. I mean, and it like I could see it. Uh, it's yeah. very. It's like very slow. And it, I guess I guess what's kind of hard is it's like very slow, but mm-hmm. doesn't feel like too slow. But it's just kind of like boring right it's like in that weird like zone where it's like i think it's because it's like supposed to be a boxing movie or at least you go into it thinking it's going to be a boxing movie so your expectations were not met with like what the film offered yeah and it's not really but like yeah i definitely think like the cinematography saves this movie for me i think what this film like i'm keep switching my mind into the context of like this was the first film of the series and like this was like the only thing that was shown before the series came out at first, it was just a drama that had boxing as one of the critical elements. But then, as time went on, it became a boxing movie. So my like question is, was this movie always going to be multiple movies? I don't, no, think, I so. don't think so. Based on how it ended, I think initially Which it was like a one and done. kind of fucking weird to me. Like, if mm. they had made this movie knowing that it was going to be multiple movies, then it would make like a little bit more sense because there's like right. that like backstory and like build up. Mm-hmm. But if this was supposed to be like a one and done, then that's just very strange to me. Why is that? Just because it's like it's like not a boxing movie at all. But I I, I wonder, I'm curious if that's because of its legacy. If like now we know this movie as a boxing movie mm-hmm. or if that was like just never the intention type of thing yeah. to make a boxing movie. Yeah. Yeah. I think Obviously was... it is a boxing movie. Like it centers around boxing. Boxing pushes really along. Like the... The, this, it's the main, you know, thing like, driving the plot. The but, way yeah. I think about it, if this was a film that had the same quality and everything else, but, but it was about golf, then it would be like six be Rocky so golf movies. But it's, in, but it's <laughs> interesting <laughs> because... Be the most boring shit ever. But it's interesting <laughs> because I think a lot of boxing movies aren't as much about boxing as you might think. Mm-hmm. Raging no, Bull, for sure. Raging Bull I doesn't mean, have a whole lot of boxing in it. Yeah, it's but like there's, a I mean, lot there's, of character drama. I think there's only like two boxing matches. Yeah, but again, like, it, it, it would be one thing if, I, if this movie was centered solely on him, like, training for this fight and, like, other stuff going on while he's training. He does. Like maybe this. it's maybe it's, it's really mostly just his relationship with maybe Adrian. I that, feel like and like his like finding himself, which isn't bad. I is guess. it just that? Is it just that the side story to the boxing it does doesn't invest you as much? Is that kind of maybe? Yeah, probably. What it is? Mm. Yeah. Well, I think well, the boxing is like obviously riveting because I think about like 
we just we talked about it a little bit earlier. There's a movie called Southpaw that I love. Yeah. And I mean that has that definitely has a lot of boxing in it, but the main plot of that story has to do with something like kind of besides boxing. This, the mm. basically the backstory or the side story works for you better in that movie than Brock the backstory side story of Brock. Yeah, because it's there like I guess supporting the boxing story. If that makes sense, right? Like, like Rocky, it's not like the main Rocky, Rocky, Rocky walked so Southpaw could run. True, I, th- I think that's a fair point. It's I'm trying to think of a similar film that we've fucking love Southpaw. That's fair, but hell, we might even add it to list. Southpaw like is like the first movie to like. She just says this every time. Fucking like make me feel like things. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Could you elaborate on that? What do you mean feel like things? I, like I don't know. You can explain what I what I mean. I don't better. know. Like actually, mean. like give a shit. Well, like like I'm like what feeling like, powerful. I felt I feel like, like I was in the movie. Oh, like, like I felt like invested I felt in like what immersed. they were feeling. Like, oh, okay. I, I, I see that. Like felt you like felt I empathy. was I was yeah. going through what these people were going through. That was it the first film she, you had. Oh. She connected yeah. with it basically. I mean, cool. I don't I, that's know why. Awesome. What what happens in the movie? I've never gone through. I think Southpaw is. But it's just like the acting is just. I think Southpaw is good. I don't think it's a perfect movie in my opinion but and jake gyllenhaal as a boxer god damn it anyways uh, rachel mcadams or whatever her name is okay okay so, so the yeah. big Just reveal this. at the end is that rocky goes around like goes the distance he goes 15 rounds right but he doesn't fucking win so hold on but, the fact okay so i had to like look this up real quick so the fact that he went 15 rounds. Dude, I thought 15 initi- rounds is crazy. It's yeah. insane. So I thought initially I boxing was like 12 I literally did like rounds. one round on our VR and that hurt my whole body for a week. Ye- I felt like I got hit by a train. <laughs> boxing is intense. I it is literally intense. have never been so sore in my entire life. Dude, fighting agree. is one of the, it's a great workout for damn sure. Like you'll make sure you have a shredded body. I couldn't like walk tr- for days. It worked. That, that's how you know it's damn good workout. But my arms. holy shit. And so it turns out, back fifteen in, rounds. Yeah, back in the day, fifteen rounds, like three minute, fifteen rounds for three minutes each. How many? How long of a break do you get? Uh, maybe like thirty seconds to a minute. That's fucking insanity. Yep, yeah. yep. Now that now they've reduced it to twelve, but holy shit, fifteen, 15 yeah. times yeah. three, that's forty-five minutes. That's almost an hour. It is insane. Yeah, that's it's insane. Crazy. But, yeah, and it's pretty. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. And, and by the end of the all of the rounds, they're both beaten to a pulp. Yeah, Creed Rocky, is fucked. Yeah, yeah Rocky like is broken. I was saying he can't see out of his eyes. Rocky can't like see out of both, his, both of his eyes. Cut off his eye. Cut off his eye. No, cut off his eye. I can't see. Cut off my up his eye. Um, Creed. Yeah, Creed has broken ribs, and they're both just battered and bruised and broken. And they go into the final round, and they're just. It's just a. They're just bloodshed, basically. They're yeah, just like beating the crud out of each good. other. Yeah. And then Rocky gets a good hit on Creed's broken ribs, mm-hmm. and Creed gets a good hit on Rocky's face. Rocky gets up, and they basically continue fighting. And then they call the bell, and they when they go to when they what's it called when they like meet in the what's it called when you make the decision or no when oh, two boxers hold? Uh, you hug the hold. What's it called? It's not a hold. It's called a Shit. clinch or something. Clinch. There we clinch. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they go to clinch, Creed is like. There will never be a rematch. Yeah, yeah. There will never that. be a rematch. Yeah. And then Rocky's like, yeah, I don't want he's one. Little baby. Yeah, Rocky's like, I, I don't. <laughs> scared. But Rocky's like, I don't want one. And then they, it's a split decision, and they decide that Creed won. Oh yeah. But they and obviously have a rematch. 
We'll have to watch in Rocky 2. Yeah, okay. Watch Rocky 2. First Which question. Which takes, Rocky 2 takes place literally exactly when Rocky 1 ends. Okay. Really? Yep. Oh, shit. Interesting. Question. No. Who do you think won the fight in your opinion? Oh, yeah. Creed won, definitely. Creed won. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, Dude, won. absolutely obliterated. Yeah. Dude, from points to technique Pro- yeah. to everything. Like, Rocky held his own. Rocky. He Rocky, has power. But, yeah, yeah. but. Ro- I don't Rocky know. Got, Rocky he, definitely no, had better on a, punches. On, Creed. on a point, on like a point board or whatever you want to call it it's not even so close that you can argue like no it's like had better form and creed landed more punches and rocky rocky just fights like a bar brawler so he like he takes a bunch of hits on the nose and then he lands one really good hit and he just like that's like how rocky fights and basically rocky can just take a beating and that's what they say that the whole movie is like he can just take a beating yeah and he does he takes a beating through the whole thing and i think yeah creed would be the rocky should have won well you and probably everybody else but that is how the movie ends. I mean, and I think it ends, it's kind of poetic in a way. Yeah, it, it ends with sure. Rocky losing. And he again, he's he just, just calling Adrian's care. name. Yep. And it ends in a freeze frame. Which apparently is one of the top like lines of all time. Yeah. Uh, movie lines. Is like, I thought Adrian. she was going to leave him. Wow! Well, he says, don't don't run out of town. Or don't. I think he's joking. He was, yeah, exactly. Know, That's what I was thinking too. Well, there's a moment. Actually, rewind. Mm-hmm. When they first meet and she, he's talking about like fighting, he's like, she's like, why would anyone want to fight? Blah, 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 Because she just wants to understand. Yes. But then she kind of comes out like at the very end and is watching the fight. Yeah. And I thought she was going to leave. Well, she just didn't want him to get beat to shit. Rocky. And she's running well, to the ground. Well, obviously after that, like yeah. after he won. I never thought that she was going to leave. Lost. Yeah. I, I got the vibe that she didn't want to see him get hurt. Exactly. So That's what I thought too. I thought she was going to leave. No. Well, yeah, like leave as oh, in leave like the stadium like, or leave that. him. Yeah. Well, maybe both. No, definitely leave the stadium. But uh, like, okay, I totally get what you guys mean about the whole idea. Like the relationship could have been built better. I totally it get that. Could, definitely yeah, should. Definitely could. Yeah, no. For I think specifically for I think it would have made me care a little bit more. About I think it. for sure. I think for me, mm-hmm. especially because it is such a major part of the movie, it needed to be in my greater opinion. attention. Yeah. Whereas like a movie like Blade Runner, when there's that one kind of sus part. It's not built on that relationship. No. The rest of the movie is fine. You know, it's like, yeah. it's totally fine without... If it's going to be a pillar of the story, it has to have greater attention. Yeah. But considering that, I know this is kind of like the crux of like trying to save it, but mm, I do think that with this being Sylvester Stallone's first major writing, I would say, credit in terms of film, and this is his first... I, mean, I think this is his Wait, first... Wait, is movie. Rocky Sylvester Stallone? Don't even start. You're kidding, right? Please don't. You're kidding. Please don't. Please don't. We got an hour. <laughs> we're, we're, not, an we're not even going to test that. We're not even going to test saying Sylvester Stallone, but I thought you said what? that he was like. Okay, Shannon. Not, I, I, okay, let me ask you real quick. Are you are you trying to meme here or are you actually being no, legit? She's being serious. Oh my God. How did you not know? What else is Sylvester Stallone in? Rambo. Oh, Rambo. Yeah. I haven't seen Rambo. What else? Oh, shit. We got to add that to the list. Um, he's in a lot of things. I'm trying to think the of The Expendables. Have you heard of that? Nope. He's old as fuck. Right he now. is old as fuck. He's like eighty, almost eighty, if not already eighty. I'm blown away uh, that she's just now realizing. This is another reason why we have crazy. to have this podcast. So she and then we started the movie, and Chan's like, "How did you not know he's a bus?" He literally he's, has his name like, on the poster but, in the beginning of the film. And then Where? Multiple times in the beginning, I it says Sylvester Stallone, right, writing and being Rocky. But anyways, then she's watching it, and she's like. He kind of looks like <laughs> he kind of looks like Jacob Alorni. Oh my god! 
Not that he looked he like, like him. Kind of but looks he kinda like reminded me of Jacob. He's one like of the most Jacob well-known Alarmy. actors outside of like Arnold Schwarzenegger from that era of fucking Don't films. Don't start. Taylor. Yeah, but I've never seen it. <laughs> It's not worth it. You're not gonna what else anywhere. is he in? Is he in Dirty Dancing? No. no. Who's stop, in Dirty Dancing? Oliver, this is this is what you have to like, Wait, who's in Dirty what? Dancing? This is Oh my god, wait. Kevin Bacon. Kevin no, Bacon is not in Dirty Damn. Dancing. Who the fuck is in Dirty John Dancing? Travolta? Oh, wait, yeah. Oh, John Travolta. So I was confusing those two. That Greece. Wait. Wait, no. No, I think th- Wait, who the fuck's in Dirty Dancing? I think it's Sylvester Stallone, it's guys. Not. No, it's, it's not. not. It's not. No, it's not. We need to keep moving. Fuck. This is t- horrible and embarrassing. <laughs> okay. All right. So, oh. Uh, we should go to our questions. One more thing. Yeah. I just want to know. So, another major. Oh, yes. Patrick Swayze. Oh, yeah. That was the name that was coming to mind. Duh. Okay. All right. Two quick things. So, first, <laughs> the fact that Sylvester Stallone wrote and acted in this, and that was his first major, I, like, yeah. You like, guys kept saying his name. I thought you just oh meant he was God, writing. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Kind of looks like Jacob Alorn. God damn it. That's j- the most Gen TikTok. <laughs> this is basically, I mean, a step above an indie film, kind of. But the fact that a first run out of film, the dude made a fuck ton of money and he won an Oscar for Kicked it. off the rest of his career, basically. It's incredible. How old it's, is he in this film? Most likely, probably maybe 30. Thir- probably around 30, I would yeah. assume. Oh, yeah. Fucking old as shit. I think he's like hey! seventy or eighty. <laughs> no, I mean now. <laughs> I think oh, yeah, I think no, he's I think he's like seventy or eighty now. Yeah, like that's right. He's definitely he's definitely yeah. eighty. Yeah, but uh, that that's the key thing. Also, oftentimes what I've seen when the film is mentioned in random posts and stuff, it's a snapshot of what life was like in the seventies. And when you look back at films, especially like older films, that is oftentimes what they are. They're snapshots of what life was like during that time. The culture, the society, they the slang, be. and everything. Yeah, exactly. Like, really good films are a fascinating time capsule of the way things were back then. And this film is another example of that, and I think that adds to the timelessness of it. It's like, oh, shit, this is what it's like. 70s, oh, man, that's crazy. Yeah, specifically so, in Philadelphia. Fuck yeah, dude. Nothing changed. I'm kidding. Kind of like a shithole movie. I haven't been to Philadelphia, so I have no idea. But uh, have we? We've been to Philadelphia. No, we haven't. Well, the airport. I haven't actually been. <laughs> Maybe you. Didn't have. we drive through there with my dad, or was that Pittsburgh? Wait, That's Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh is. Phil- wait. Oh, wait. Oh. Wait. Pittsburgh is in Pennsylvania. There you go. But so is Philadelphia. Philadelphia, no, why Philadelphia? Okay, so we're gonna. Move. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so stupid. No, tonight. you're fine. You're fine. Uh, Where's Philadelphia? <laughs> Philadelphia is also in Pennsylvania. You guys don't even know. You're not even answering because you don't know. You're making, you're letting me feel stupid, but you literally don't even know. You guys are assholes. You're literally treating me like I'm dumb. Can you confirm? Oh, can, can you confirm? Is this in Pennsylvania. No, I'm smart. <laughs> Fuck you're you guys. Smart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here feeling so stupid, and then I see the gears not turning in your guys' head. No, the gears turning, no. just nothing's coming yeah. out. It's fucking. Hell. I got Rocky on the brain. <laughs> sure. All right. Assholes. All right. Well, that was, that was good, though. Was the hype for this movie deserved? No. Ah, I, that was a quick no. Ooh! Uh, that's a hard question. No and yes. Say it with the chest. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. What this movie the did The actual for... movie, 
Yes, what the movie did for everything, the like cinematography, blah I'm, blah, I'm amazing, great, movies. love it. Southpaw would not exist. Yes, exactly. So in that aspect, sure. Mm. But the movie itself, eh. Damn. Maybe be, well, and when we ask this question, is the hype deserved? I feel like people like obviously hype the movie up and are like, oh, greatest boxing movie ever, blah yeah. blah. It's not a fucking boxing movie. So, so no. Okay. Actually, I'll, I'll reserve my comments, Oliver. <laughs> I think I fall on Shannon's side of the camp, but mm-hmm. less with less vigor. <laughs> with less what? Vigor. Meaning I've that never intensity. Heard that word. It means like with less intensity. Yeah. So okay. like so someone like, can be like, ah, and he's like, eh. So basically what yeah. I mean is like, I think that this movie, it you watch this movie, it's a good it's a good film, right? It's a good film. I'll yeah. put that out there first. Like, it's mm-hmm. a good film. It's totally worth the time. But I think you watch it to kind of see this, like, yeah, this time capsule of, of Philadelphia in the 70s mm-hmm. and just kind of see this this movie that is in itself an underdog story, like the actual production is, mm-hmm. but also to see, like, oh, this is the granddaddy of kind of what ro- like what what boxing movies became. You can mm-hmm. see, like, every trope. Does mm-hmm. this feel like, like a coming-of-age movie kind of? In a way, uh, not really. No. Okay. Good try, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. It like it gives me. It gives off the same like feels. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a drama, it, and it has. Yeah. It's considered like a rags to riches story, and like the idea of like mm. the American dream was like the typical American dream story, and it's kind of helped popularize yeah, it in like sports movies. So good. I think you watch it for that. Yeah. You watch it to say you've seen it, and to kind of like from then on, you can recognize all the things it did for comic, you know, movies afterwards. Right. But I don't think. For me, and mind you, I think I'm kind of the minority. People love this movie. Yeah. I think for me, it's like not a movie that I necessarily like have the incredible desire to watch often. This right. was the one that watched it twice in one month. In one month? Then in six months. Well, it's in a file that, yeah, that's all. Well, I, I watch it. So first of all, I watch it because I watch all, like almost all the Rocky movies because I just wanted to watch boxing movies. Okay. That was like six months ago or whatever. And yeah. I didn't know we were going to do a podcast on it. So that's why I watched it a second time. Otherwise, a Otherwise, I wouldn't probably wouldn't have watched it again for a while. That's fair. I think there are better boxing movies, even in the Rocky franchise. I can understand that. Um, but I think that this one is like, yeah, it's like the granddaddy, like kicked it off, kind of. Yeah, grandpappy. So, so, I think this really mirrors what we've discussed previously in terms of like if the hype is deserved. Some of the sentiments that we had with Citizen Kane, and dear God, that was an interesting experience. Um. I'm just. I literally never even want to hear that title. <laughs> you only hear it a couple times because it's oh, the oh, greatest movie of all time. Hear it for the rest Sorry. of my life. Fuck. Uh, mm. With that <laughs> opinion pulling back here, I I can understand for some, and hell, we've even discussed this at this table right now. There can definitely be a sense of this film not capturing like existing expectations or even just taking all of that out of the picture and just taking it for what it is, not being the most exhilarating or exciting, even as a drama. Mm-hmm. Maybe for me, because I really just honed in on, okay, what is the story trying to tell? What is trying to be revealed here? What is this? What is here? I thought for its time, I can understand why this film stood out. Cause, yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I think you watch this in the 70s and you're blown away. Oh, yeah. Like you feel <laughs> for yeah. the circumstances that the main characters are going through. Yeah. You're like, ah, shit. And it's, 
when he's at at the very end, all the way through the, to the very end, it's like, oh shit, he he made it. Yeah. I think the the key scene that really pulls again. And I understand why Stallone wanted to keep this scene. This couple, but one of them is that scene where he is admitting to Adrian, like, I'm not gonna win, but I'm gonna at least make it to distance. He he actually is crying. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, not crying, but you know, he's tearing up a bit. And I'm like, I feel for you, man. That that shit. Yeah. Like I get it. And it's the fact that I can say that. I can relate to the character. Yeah. That is huge. And I bet a lot of the audience members, especially in the seventies and to this day, can relate to the character and understanding being beaten down. He's having a bit, shit circumstances, but unlike, trying to make something out unlike, of it. Unlike a lot of movies in a, in a similar way, he's kind of like an everyman. Like, he's kind of somebody oh, yeah. that's like, he's not spectacular in a lot of ways. You know, it's not like... He's I'll a refer- bum. I'll reference, <laughs> I'll reference Southpaw. He's not like shredded Jake Gyllenhaal, who's like the champion boxer or whatever it is. He's like oh. very much like kind of this like, yeah, he's like a bum, sort of. Yeah. And he's like an awkward... Average Joe type dude that like is a good boxer but mm-hmm. not a great boxer, mm-hmm. and I think that that's something that a lot of people can connect with and be yeah. like you know put their put yeah. themselves in the shoes of yeah you have some good perks but overall you kind of kind of meh and you're like I want to be meh but you're meh you're like oh I I think it's a pretty good move into the next question then which is yeah. do you think this movie is for everyone I think anyone can watch it and gain something from it. Will they think it's like the greatest thing of all time? Not everyone will. I think, but I mean, they can I think everyone should it. watch it because it is like such a iconic, iconic movie. And there's yeah. something that it has to say something. And I think it's a movie that, like, really anyone could watch and really anyone could enjoy. And I really think mm-hmm. most people should. The only kind of like asterisks that I want to put on that is that, like we mentioned, that you know initial romance scene. Mm. I think it is. It is pretty uncomfortable, and especially by yeah. today's standards. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that it wasn't by you know back then standards either, but like especially by what society, where we've come as a society, I think that that could be uncomfortable, and I think it could be triggering yeah. for some people. Yeah. Well, I think like as a woman watching it too, like I, women are put in that position all the time where the men are actually trying to be creepy. I don't think Rocky is trying to be creepy. And, I, and again, no, I, I yeah. want to put that out there just yeah. to reiterate. I, I, I'm positive that the movie is not trying to be creepy. For right, sure. right, right, right. It's just... But so mm. many women have been put in that position yeah. where they're basically like cornered and not allowed to get out of an uncomfortable position. So I think that... Not take, like the man's not taking no for an yeah, answer. The yeah, the man's yeah. not taking no for an answer. So I feel like as a woman, if you've gone through that, that could be a little bit triggering, which mm-hmm. sucks because like Oliver was saying, I don't think that the movie meant that. And I would hate for people to Completely. hate on this movie yeah. because of it. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like they have. I've never heard anything about that, which it's, I mean... That's, it's been such holy shit. That surprised the hell out of me. Especially past, with today's culture, yeah. like we are in fucking cancel culture, and like yeah. it takes one person tweeting about it and just like obliterating the movie. And this movie doesn't deserve that. So yeah. For, hopefully that hopefully us talking about this doesn't like, dude. Start like the last ten years have just no. been nonstop like yeah. annihilation of anything anyone's done in the right. past. And yeah, and somehow this has come by unscathed. Yeah, well, from what we know, we oh, I guess yeah. we haven't dug into it too much. I think we're going to find an article. I, I genuinely like, think it would be a disservice to films, movie makers, everybody in general, if this mm-hmm. movie just got canceled for something like that. That'd Especially when sad. you think like about how relationships. I'm again, 
sounds weird relationships were back then but it was more yeah, like the man woman dynamic has was very different societal back then. norms have changed yeah. quite a bit for for the better yeah but, for but sure definitely like it has changed eh. like what society <clears throat> i'd rather stay home cook and clean all day than fucking work <laughs> hold on we'll say that for the bar movie hold on, we'll say that. <laughs> fuck feminism i want to stay home <laughs> oh, <damn. laughs> damn. You heard it here first. You heard it here first, folks. Oh, I, would, I would love to stay home and cook and clean all day. God. D- mm. Anyways. <laughs> all right. Well, that being said, uh, what we must say. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess we should just move into ratings. <laughs> it's about that time of the night. Am I wrong? Are you I, wrong in what? If you guys were a female, wouldn't you prefer just to stay home and have somebody Fuck else yeah. make all the money? Hell yeah. If I was a chick, I'd most likely be like training to be a Muay Thai fighter because, you know. A that's what? A Muay Thai fighter. Okay. I was like still... a TIE fighter from Star Wars. All right. <laughs> oh, no. Did you <laughs> just say that? Oh, so I'm just going to say okay. Oh, my God. All right. Shannon, what would you rate this movie? Uh, I don't really know. Maybe like a two and a half. I'm going to say. Middle of the road. Yeah, middle of the road. Just because like, Damn. The, the, the movie's not really for me, but I can see why it's so iconic and so yeah eh, maybe i should give it a three say with chess and feel i'll feel, give it a three be sure three. like like yeah. focus on like what you authentically feel like yeah because even though i didn't enjoy this movie i was still like invested and i think that okay. has to do with the cinematography of it okay so like the technical elements, the technical help, elements like, carry definitely it. keep me yeah. interested fair. okay that's fair how about you oliver i think it's kind of a tough one, but I feel pretty strongly. I think I do like a three and a half. Damn. Yeah, I think I do three and a half. I I like the movie. I enjoy it. I respect it for what it has done for mm-hmm. film, like the film industry, especially you know, boxing movies. I admire it from the perspective of this its story as a film, like mm-hmm. how it got made. It was this underdog story, and they just like swept the Oscars. Basically, I think it's mm-hmm. incredible. I think it's awesome what Sylvester Stallone did for writing it. Apparently, it's a bit of his own story, too. He put a lot of himself into it. Mm-hmm. I think that's really cool. But I don't feel like it's fair for me to judge a movie off of that stuff. The accolades. And, oh, yeah. And I really feel like I try to go in and judge it off of the movie itself. And I think for me, I think it's just a three and a half. I think specifically because so much of the movie is built around the relationship that I just didn't really have any sort of affinity for. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to give it a super high rating. Mm-hmm. Um, cinematography is gorgeous. It has one of the most iconic soundtracks of all time. You got it. Except Probably. if you hear the lyrics. I'm <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just saying. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, boxing scene at the end is awesome. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, it has a lot to offer. There's some really good acting. And yeah, it just I, but I still think that there's just a, enough detractors for me to be like, eh, three and a half. Okay, that's fair, that's fair. For me, when watching the film, I understand like the relationship was a one of the main pillars of the film, but when I was watching it, I was mainly focusing on and oh, go ahead, sorry. I don't want I don't want to cut you off. I don't yeah, I but I do want to put out there that I think Shannon and I are kind of the minority. I think most people love this movie. Yep. Yeah. I, I don't I don't want to give the impression to anybody that like Oh, if you don't love this I've movie, I've never heard anybody like no, say honestly, anything but good things. Someone about we've this had on the movie. podcast, Riley, mm-hmm. um, it's one of his favorite movies. He was oh, telling me the awesome. other day. He loves yeah. Rocky. 
Um, He's gonna make so much fun of me. <laughs> but I, I, yeah. So I just want to put that out there really yeah, quick. Yeah. Like just because I feel middle of the road, and I guess Shannon does too. That's not shouldn't detract from your experience. Correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. So with when I was watching the film, I was mainly focusing on how the Rocky character was interacting with everything surrounding him, and how he was adapting to these new elements of like, okay, he has this championship he has to deal with. What is he going to deal with this? He's just going to train. He's going to adjust his habits. He's going to try his best. And yet, even in the face of recognizing he ain't going to be able to beat shit, he's still going to get himself in the ring and do his very best. And that's admirable. And I think that's what really brings out the charm of this film is that you you root for the guy because he's fucking trying. Yeah. Despite all the circumstances of his life and everything, he's fucking trying yeah. to the very goddamn end. And that's what speaks to a lot of people. That's what made it a, you know, rags to riches, like American Dream, like quintessential sports movie. It is the foundation of that whole motif. It's that you're fucking trying your damn best regardless of the circumstances. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of things to mind about it. And it's reflected in his relationships with not just with Adrian, but also with Polly, with his loan shark boss, with the people in the gym. Every relationship helps create a mirror of Rocky and his value in the community. And this, there's a lot this film has to offer, especially with this being a first major attempt from Sylvester Stallone and also his acting chops as well. It takes a lot of talent and skill to be able to pull this off, especially if you're yeah. like first time doing it. And he made it happen. Yeah. So I can recognize why this film has the accolades that. And I think we've talked about it as well. And I'm not saying you guys don't recognize it. It's just that when I walked away from the film, I was like, I get it. I, yeah. I can kind of yeah. get it. It's not the greatest film of all time. I'm not going to give that accolade, but it's pretty damn good in my eyes. So I I'm, giving, I'm giving it Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I agree. Like, I agree you with do walk away you and you I... get why it's an iconic movie, but. Just wasn't yeah wasn't my iconic movie that's fair and that's yeah. <laughs> and that's why it's getting a four i think that makes perfect sense yep. we've seen the full spectrum here yeah well yep. maybe not the full spectrum but the top end of the spectrum <laughs> it, it's slightly above average yeah. at the very least yeah. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to watch the other ones yeah. i'm actually kind of you're gonna watch the other ones yeah, I'll watch oh, I'm down. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of want to do a, like a, a follow up where we watch the rest of like I want to do one follow up where it's like all the Rocky movies, and then another follow up where it's all the Creed movies. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. Because I heard so many good things about the Creed movies, at least one in three. I, I was like, about oh, you, is that Creed from the Creed movies? I mean, it's not. The Creed movies are Creed's son, but yeah, 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 yeah. I but then I said, together. yeah, Creed with Michael B. Jordan. You said, ew. Yeah, because Michael B. Jordan is just uh. damn. Interesting. That's a discussion for another day, I guess. That is. Um, but before we sign off, drink counter. Wait, did you have two of those or just one? She had two. I had two. Oh my god! The secret was Coca Cola. How about the you? Secret's Coca Cola. I've had two as well. Oh my god! I think I've had two. Oh, we're actually finally matching. The secret was bare. I'm supposed to not be <laughs> drinking right now too. So. Oh shit! Well, no. only for my own personal. Got to put that benefit. out there. Yeah, yeah no, that's not fair. pregnant or anything. No, no that's fair. No, no. I mean, <laughs> appreciate you making the sacrifice for the podcast. Like, appreciate you. <laughs> well, well, that's it. Hell yeah. 
Well, it's been rocky. Yeah. Well, thank it's you for been rocky. It's been rocky. <laughs> it's been a rocky podcast. I don't well, know if we were that coherent, but you know, I hope. Hopefully. Especially after doing Old Boy, where got, it was just like perfect. Yeah. yeah. If you've gotten this far into the uh, yeah the tangents, then thank you. No, that's greatly appreciated. And there's a good chance we'll discuss more about the franchise and At what it's point. done over time. Let yeah. us know, honestly. Please do. Yeah. Please give us some comments and feedback on how we've been doing. And yeah, we appreciate you. And thank you for listening. Alrighty, bye. See Laters. Ya. Cheers. Weep. Hey everyone, if you want more Cinema Hangover, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We also post episodes on Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud. If you have any movie suggestions or questions, drop a comment on any of our social medias. Also, if you have any drink recommendations, be sure to let us know. And again, thank you for listening.